thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hey there, wonderful listeners. Thank you so much for joining us again on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And you can find us on social media. We are The Wellness Women on Facebook and we are at The Wellness Women Official on Instagram. I am The Period Whisperer on Facebook and DrAndrea.xo on Instagram. And Ashley is Dr. Ashley Bond on everything. And ladies, we are going to be at The Wellness Summit again in Melbourne on, I think it's the 17th and 18th of August. So in just under a month, uh, I'm going to be talking about the gut hormone connection. Ash is going to be there in spirit. I will be, you know, flying the flag for the wellness women. (laughs) Um, We would love to meet you. We would love you to come down and to kind of encourage you to get there. Um, The Wellness Couch uh, peeps have been very generous to offer you guys a very special promo code. So if you use wellness women on checkout, you get $120 off your ticket price. So I think that brings it the price right down um, and makes it a lot more affordable. So we would love to see you there if you can come along. Uh, So that's the Wellness Summit. Um, But now let's talk about uh, what we're actually here to talk about today, Ash. Ooh, look, I I love this one because this is really crux of uh, women's health, isn't it? When we start talking about the thyroid gland, mm-hmm. then we know we're diving right into women's health because um, the significant number of women who can come and talk to us about their thyroid disorders and thyroid dysfunction and um, a myriad of different you know, symptoms and problems that they're experiencing because of this stupid little thyroid. Um, but today we want to sort of debunk some of the myths around thyroid function and also give you some really really, you know, hot tips and strategies on how to 
maintain a really uh, thorough hormone-friendly lifestyle as well because there's lots of ways we can, uh, you know, upregulate and downregulate the thyroid function. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk some, about some of those key things today um, and also some of the chat about some of the stories we have with our patients and what they've experienced and, you know, what they do. Um, and also, I think for, for exactly what you want to dive into straight up first, Andrew, was like, seriously, though, is it actually a thyroid problem? Um, and we're going to try and answer that today. And I just think that that's such an important question to actually ask whenever we're looking at, you know, patient test results or someone's coming in saying, oh, it must be my thyroid, it must be my thyroid because I can't lose weight or, um, you know, my hair's falling out or whatever it might be. And we've sort of gone from one extreme to the other. So you might have remembered that some of our earlier episodes on thyroid dysfunction, we talk a lot about how, you know, even the testing for thyroid function is really inappropriate um, or the actual testing parameters are really inappropriate because we know that the, you know, the average numbers that they got um, that they sort of use as their reference range was not even based on a healthy thyroid population. So that kind of skews that sort of TSH level in the first place. My reference ranges for what a healthy TSH is, is between 0.5 to 2.0, 2.0, which is much more narrow and probably half of what is considered, you know, in Western medicine to be normal and healthy. And remember that your TSH is not actually a thyroid hormone marker. It's a marker from your pituitary gland in your brain. So it's sort of like testing what the control mechanisms are sensing in the rest of the system. And then most, um, I guess, you know, medical practitioners will only test that. If that sits within their, you know, quote, unquote, normal ranges, then they think that everything's fine. You definitely don't have a thyroid condition. So in some of our previous episodes, we went through in so much detail why that is really, really inappropriate. So that might be a good starting point before we expand on what we're going on today because I think from people starting to really see the gap between Eastern and Western medicine or um, maybe, you know, mainstream medicine and functional medicine um, where it's not really addressed in Western medicine, it's not appropriately tested and there's no good sort of treatment, um, I guess, strategies. I think that particularly naturopathic practices have really um, taken up the slack there. And they've dived into it with so many different people specialising just on the thyroid and being thyroid specialists that they're almost putting that medical reductionistic sort of method to work again. And that's why now we're seeing so many people come in with all sorts of different testing and, um, you know, what have you, and they're all convinced they have thyroid conditions when a lot of the time the thyroid is not even the culprit in the first place. Yeah, look, you can't blame um, the health professionals to, you know, I guess that, like you said, that niching, getting down to just one thing, because essentially what you know, we do is try and meet the needs of our, our patients, don't we? So when a lot of people coming demanding, you know, specific thyroid care, um, it's inevitable that people are going to package that into, like, you know, programs and um, specific regimes targeting the thyroid but what we know is that no endocrine organ um, works in isolation so whatever you do to one there's a knock-on and a downstream um, or upstream effect and so of course you know this is why a lot of um, approaches towards healing a thyroid really need to be targeted at healing the body Um, and that's on the multiple endocrine levels so lots of different uh, I guess hormones are involved in what keeps us well and healthy and that's why so many people are blaming the thyroid 
going on thyroid programs and not getting the results they expect mm. because it's not specifically a thyroid problem. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, Andrea. I think that's, you know, such an important thing to sort of identify that why is it more common? Um, is it just more common or are we, in fact, just labelling it, you know, more frequently mm-hmm. in order to go to that re- reductionistic sort of model, which is there must be something wrong with me, give me a label for it and now give me a pill to fix it. And that's kind of how we've been indoctrined to believe that, you know, health is, that if we're, mm-hmm. we're sick, we need to go to the doctor, we need to get a pill and we're going to be better. Um, but, you know, as we always talk about the, the brilliance of the ecosystem of the human body, um, there's unfortunately no, no shortcut and there's no quick fix. But we do know that when you understand how all of these things interrelate and interregulate, then you start to get um, pretty cluey on identifying the challenges yourself. Because, look, if you think about it, let's just think about some of the common warning signs of what is most common, which is hypothyroidism, so that's underactivity of the thyroid, um, you know, fatigue, depression, anxiety, uh, things like weight gain, infertility, um, constipation, feeling cold, muscle aches, um, things like swelling, so stiffness and swelling in the joints, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes respiratory signs and changes in the menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you just look at that list, really there's a lot of different health concerns that could be bundled into those common symptoms. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, they could be hypothyroid um, or they could also be just simply um, a person who is not looking after themselves well, not eating well, not getting enough sleep and rest. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just a lot of exactly. other underlying causes uh, for those signs and symptoms. But if we you know, do run a test and it's marginal um, thyroid hormone dysfunction, then is it the right thing to be putting someone onto thyroid medication um, or is it more important that we address and adopt lifestyle changes to help to correct really what is in some ways um, some, you know, autoimmune dysfunction there. Exactly. And I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head there, Ash. Um, And I love how you talked about it's just part of the ecosystem and that it's nothing in the body works in isolation to anything else. So having a, you know, really laser pinpoint focused and reductionistic method for treating a thyroid condition, I think is missing the bigger picture. So I have this saying that the thyroid is a slave to your adrenal glands. And I think that because of our lifestyle, I think this is why it's both becoming more evident and more prevalent because of the way we're just pushing it so hard. And I think that that's why it's being identified a little bit more as well. And I think in one of our previous episodes, we talked about how we're almost seeing this epidemic of women coming in, like younger women, typically after their second child, all of a sudden with um, hypothyroidism or Hashimoto thyroiditis as well. So the autoimmune version of the the hypothyroid dysfunction. Um, And I really think it is because... We don't have the same support mechanisms that we should do when we're raising, you know, that old adage that it it takes a a village to raise a child. And um, Ash, I know that you were the first person to put your hand up and say that um, you would absolutely attest to the fact that it does. Um, And we're also not getting that proper physical repair post-pregnancy either. And so the second one comes along and the body hasn't finished recovering from the first baby and the sleep deprivation and the you know, everything else that goes along with that. 
Um, not that you need to put your family on hold, but it's just a really common pattern that we're seeing now because of how much we're pushing it. And that's where that term, you know, postnatal depletion um, was coined, was that mm-hmm. concept that we are pushing our bodies and our, our minds and our, our hormones so hard that when we do have multiple children, it gets harder and harder for us to recover fully. Um, and so essentially it's that depletion and that's, you know, depletion on a mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, biochemical, like there's just so many layers to that, um, which is why it can be so challenging to identify um, why women are feeling so off, you know, why they're feeling so flat and so run down um, because there isn't just one thing most of the time, you know, as we, we often find with our patients. Um, you can have the most amazing lifestyle. You can be exercising so well and really mindful and, and you know, um, being on top of your diet. But if your stress levels are still, you know, above what you and your body can adapt to, if your sleep is not occurring um, in good sleep cycles, then it's you're still not going to get the same impact or the improvements that you might expect from such significant lifestyle changes. So I always say to women, you know, if they're doing like just right now, I've got a couple of ladies who've just started a particular program. They've just started their eight week challenge. um, And it's interesting because their expectations are quite high at this stage. Um, But knowing their background and their lifestyle, I'm already quite aware that one of them is not going to get the results she's expecting. Uh, because she's failing to address two key aspects of what, you know, true and total wellness is. Um, She does have a history of thyroid dysfunction um, and she has, you know, been taking a thyroid substituting medication, um, but, you know, will not um, address the issue that we keep talking about but not acting on and which is really comes down to the basic thing of drop your stress and get more sleep. You know, yeah. I, I say nothing more. You need to drop your drop. You know, drop your stress and get more sleep. I don't have time for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, you can thrash yourself with this eight week program, and you can drop your calories down to you know eleven hundred calories, but it's not going to change too much um, because it's just not going to to get the impact because the underlying thyroid dysfunction as a reflection of the whole um, Mm -hmm. sleep-deprived existence running on the adrenal gland all the time is clearly not going to solve solve the problem at the root cause. So um, whilst I'm not a pessimist and I I don't wish her, you know, failure, but, you know, I I will be there to support her journey when she gets frustrated um, and, inevitably plateaus at some point through this program because the key linchpin is still going to be the same. <laughs> it's still going to be, you know, drop your stress and get more sleep. So ladies, if you're listening and that resonates with you, um, then, you know, t- there's no like day like today that to start with us and join the 10pm club and make sure that you're starting to, you know, enact and, and put in place uh, sort of safeguards. And for me, one of those is having, you know, um, a little alarm thing on my my clock on my phone so that it's like 15 minute warning bell almost like <laughs> lunch bell like 15 minutes before bedtime um so that I, I don't get myself into that trap of going oh I'll just read this article and then I'll just have a look at that and then I might do a bit of this and I may as well just surf for a while just space out a bit um which is so yeah. easy all of a sudden it's like 10 30 you're like oh my god what happened where did that last hour go um so yes I, I know we all we all get caught out with that but uh if we really 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 want to solve our concerns with the thyroid gland um, and thyroid dysfunction, then it has to start with our thyroid-friendly lifestyle. 
I love that. We could end the episode right there, Ash. Just okay, here's your homework, ladies. So drop your stress, get more sleep. Yeah. Um, there is so much grace in that simplicity. And in all honesty, that could like very much be the root cause for so many things that could actually stop women from needing um, thyroid medication, that's for sure. Mm. Um, I also think that, and I'm, I'm working on a bit of a theory here, and I haven't tested the medical research literature to see if there's anything that backs this up, although I'm sure there is. I um, love your theories. You always have great theories. <laughs> I, I, I always wait to see, what's Dr. Andrew's take on this one today? What's her theory? <laughs> um, so I have a, uh, my theory is that a lot of this over um, potentially diagnosis of autoimmune thyroid conditions um, or even just hypothyroidism in the first place is an immune system response, an overactive immune system, or there's some underlying infection that hasn't been addressed. So uh, hear me out on this. Um, I've seen a whole bunch of patients who come in who've been told they've got a thyroid um, condition, they've got you know hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's or whatever it might be, their TSH is normal, their T3, T4 is normal. They don't have elevated reverse T3, but they've got one antibody that's a little bit elevated, not both of them or all three of them, just one of them. And it's like, whenever I see that, this is not a thyroid problem. This is an autoimmune condition that's happening outside of the thyroid, but this is just a testing mechanism that's convenient. Um, so there's something that's going on with this body. They're waiting for a diagnosis to, before they make changes. And this is the closest that they've got that kind of fits and makes sense of their symptoms. And I've been seeing that a lot. But if it's just one antibody that's elevated, this is not a bloody thyroid problem. This is, I think, something that's going on further downstream. So if we look at Say how the body responds when we're under stress. We're producing a lot of cortisol. Cortisol's job is to dampen down that immune response because it thinks that we're running away from a saber-toothed tiger. So fighting colds and flus and everything else while you're in that fifth gear is such a low priority. Um, so it's part of that, you know, that augmented immune response. That's what its job is. But then we've got these other parts of the system that have to try and... Um, sort of counterbalance that so there's other immune sort of systems that are or other pathways in our system that are going a little bit haywire because of that chronic stress and i also think that if there is some kind of underlying infection bubbling on below the surface that maybe hasn't been addressed and this might be um maybe an allergy like a food allergy that hasn't been picked up or um you know, someone keeps having that sensitivity to, or maybe it's an environmental toxin that they're not getting rid of. Could it be an oral infection, which is, you know, rife in so many people? Um, could it be like Epstein-Barr virus? There's a really strong association with that and thyroid dysfunction, um, possibly parasites, a gut that's not working properly. And that we've got these stress mechanisms to try and support the body to allow it, the immune system to actually do its job. But the flow-on effect from that is this chronic um, sort of stressed state and then chronic immune system dysfunction as well, which is possibly, and I have no idea if I'm making any sense to you at all, Ash, so just tell me if you're following along. Um, but, um, and I think that in turn, then we're seeing autoimmune markers pop up, but I don't think that the thyroid is the culprit. Look, I... For me, that all sounds like very reasonable, um, you know, and sound um, 
understanding of just how those mechanisms interplay because again you what you're talking about there is you know really honoring the, the ecosystem of the body that you can't and uh, whenever people try to have a challenge with this idea but it's like but hang on can't you just um give some thyroid hormone tablets and it'll help it's basically like saying okay so there's um you know, fish in the water and they're floating around and you're looking and going, oh, these, these fish are all sick. You know, what, what's wrong with these fish? Um, oh, we better put some medicine in the water because that medicine makes those fish better. Um, you know, and maybe some fish get better, but the rest of them just keep dying off. So the question is, do you keep dumping more medicine into the water, hoping, hoping, hoping you're going to keep, you know, the other fish healthy? Or do you get out your testing kit and actually test the water and find out what's going on. You know, lo and behold, you find that there's a toxin in the water that's leaching downstream from, you know, a chemical plant, you know, two kilometres up the up the river, and you suddenly realise, well, hang on, we can't keep dumping, you know, medicine into the water. We're going to have to go upstream and figure out how to stop the chemicals leaching into the water because they're killing all these fish downstream. And that's exactly like the human body. You know, you can't yeah. play, play God, so to speak, in the way you pick and choose which hormones you're going to regulate up regulate or down regulate because as soon as you do that to one thing you're dishonoring the brilliance of the body that he knows exactly what to do and how it needs to work at every given time depending on the environment you give it um and that's you know exactly like the fish in the river so ladies i think you know the challenge is how do we do things that um make us well in the sense that you know let's just say we we know is it really a thyroid problem? Testing says, yes, it's a thyroid problem. So then obviously you have choices um, and we've discussed these in previous episodes, but there's always ways, you know, with or without true thyroid dysfunction, whether you've been tested, you know, as a positive thyroid dysfunction or not, there's always ways you can help to improve um, the day-to-day function of your thyroid um, Mm -hmm. and defend yourself against, I guess, diminishing function. Mm-hmm. And I think you're the same with me, Andy. Here, the first line of defence has to be dietary. Um, yeah. You know, step one is get your dietary. I'll call it your dietary defence. You know, protect your body from damage um, that your lifestyle is otherwise causing you. So, for a lot of people, they say, "Well, you know, yeah, yeah, but um, my diet's fine." And unless you've truly done things like eliminate caffeines and sugars and refined carbohydrates then I can tell you right now your diet is not fine for your thyroid function. Um, there may be other parts of your body that can handle that, but your thyroid won't. And that's where we need to start, you know, considering is one coffee too much for some people? You know, is that enough to spike the adrenals and, you know, obviously impact the thyroid? And for Coming off coffee, the, just the thought of that spikes my adrenals right now. <laughs> Don't, please don't take my coffee away. <laughs> oh, no. And look, and some of the other things you can do that are really simple um, are things like, you know, up your protein intake, you know, good, healthy, healthy protein because um, protein is responsible for transporting thyroid hormone to all your tissues. So making sure that you have protein with each meal can help to normalise that regulation uh, of thyroid function. Um, a lot of people that. don't know that. They don't think about that. They you know, have carbohydrate-rich meals and never consider the impact that protein is actually in meals for the purpose of improving hormone function. Um, and they, you know, we always just think we eat for fuel. Um, we don't realise we're eating for correct hormone function as well. Yes. 
Yep, exactly. And then while we're talking about food, it's like um, while you're increasing your, your protein, make sure you're increasing your fiber as well, because that's going to be that really good food for your microbiota. And we know that there's a direct link between um, uh, decreased microbial diversity and thyroid um, hypothyroidism as well. So um, that's that gut hormone connection in action, right? It's this flow on effect um, because of how much of a sort of control mechanism that, that gut has in everything else. Um, so I love that. It's a really good one, um, Ash. What other food stuff would you suggest? Obviously getting fats. off gluten. Yeah, up the fats. Yep. Up the fats. So in, in Wednesday fats, we mean healthful fats. So this is clean, you know, omega-3 rich fats, which you can get from, you know, things like um, wild-caught salmon and, look, you can supplement if you need to, fish, flax seeds, um, some avocado, olive oil, there's lots of ways of getting healthful fats into your diet. Um, the reason those fats are so important because unfortunately one of the big things that came out of the 80s and 90s was the low-fat fads. Now, for us, you know, Andrew and I in our 30s, it's our mum's generation that have uh, really suffered most from that dietary yeah. advice and they're the ones showing up with, you know, substantial thyroid dysfunction um, concerns and really that's something that may have been established back then when they had this really low-fat diet because, you know, fat mm. um, is specifically cholesterol is a precursor to, you know, your hormonal pathways and so if you're getting insufficient fat and cholesterol then you're not able to build the correct hormones you need to keep your body healthy and well. Now, then throw in the complications of, you know, people who are having concerns with thyroid dysfunction, there may be cardiac effects, then they start to go, oh, well, we need statins to downregulate that cholesterol because the cholesterol too high. And you can start to see how now that's a really nasty cycle and we suddenly end up with, you know, statins to, to drop down the cholesterol and all of a sudden now the thyroid's blown as well. Um, so it's not accidental, it's an absolute byproduct of the effect of downregulating or, you know, um, reducing cholesterol in the body. And I think that's something that is often overlooked. Um, I, I know that... Yeah, that's a scary um, sort of little conveyor belt that people get on there. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not against any of those things because obviously we know that there's um, true and reasonable use of statins in the case of, you know, cardiac events. If there's any pre-existing family history and stuff, there may be, may be good cause, but unfortunately they are dished out like lollies, um, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, unfortunately exactly. oversupplied. We know that. That's not just us saying that. That is, you know, in the literature suggests that it's been overprescribed for some period of time and there's even recommendations from the AMA to caution uh, the um, use of them. And yeah. So that's, you know, that's that should be taken as a warning sign that um, when trends are shown to be... Uh, adverse effects starting to show up then maybe we should reconsider whether that is best medicine so yeah mm. i love the idea that if we eat healthful fats then we're helping our hormones um which is kind of super important um i just would suggest that women use caution if they're trying a ketogenic diet if they've got any sort of underactive thyroid um stuff going on because ketosis will increase your reverse t3 which will then shut down your thyroid function as well because oh, remember boom. yeah because that's <laughs> it's me and how trending is keto diet as well wowee and it's just because it's inducing a stress response for the body, right? It's, you know, a very normal thing that we would have um, from time to time in essentially um, times of, you know, famine or um, if there was scarcity of vegetables and carbohydrates and, um, you know, things that were nutrient dense in that aspect. So we'd have more fats and more protein because there was less availability of other things. So, you, you know, 
traditionally we might do this seasonally um, and it's how the body creates storage mechanisms in those times. Mm. Um, so it's, again, just the body working um, with its incredible inner intelligence for you know, what it thinks it needs to do with that information. So just use a caution with using a ketogenic um, diet in you know these sorts of times um, so I, I look I love that I think um, that kind of wraps up our our ideas today which is talking about is it actually a thyroid problem um, and as we we talk about I think you can understand that it's far more complex than just being a thyroid gland issue um, so you know ladies if you have questions or concerns about this feel free to shout uh, shout out on social media get in touch with us through email or through um you know direct message on instagram or on facebook we're, we're on both of those forums um if you're looking for us we are thewellnesswomen.com.au on our website you can find us at the wellness women official on instagram and we're just um fb.me forward slash the wellness women on facebook so they're the places you can find us they're the places you can you know have a chat to us further about this if this is something that uh, is of interest to you or concern to you because we certainly love to interact and um, have chats about this and open forum discussions too you don't have to agree on everything we say we love the challenge we love the ideas on you know what is uh, considered good science what's changing what's updated so you know if, if you want to challenge something we've said today please do if you have ideas or extras or you think that um, some of the advice we've given there's more that uh, we could share then let us know and uh, we would love to hear from you and I'm just going to leave you with a couple of little things to look at maybe for your own uh, bloods if you're uh, querying whether or not the thyroid is actually the, the root cause for you. So, ladies, if it's just one of the antibodies that's elevated, look outside the thyroid. If it's just low T3, look outside the thyroid. Um, I would suggest checking your selenium and your iodine levels. Um, it's probably a really good place to start. But above all, look at what is disrupting your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis first and foremost. Because um, remember, the thyroid is a slave to your adrenal glands. So if we can get on top of the stress, like what you said, Ash, and seriously, we could have ended this um, this episode right after you, you know, dropped that kind of truth bomb. Is just address your stress, get more sleep. <laughs> so, ladies, um, we're going to end that now because uh, Ash and I definitely need to go and join the 10 p.m. club ourselves. Um, and uh, make sure you have subscribed to us on iTunes or whatever podcast medium that you are using. Um, we would love to see five-star ratings. We love that. Um, ladies, we are the Wellness Women, Dr. Ashley Bond, Dr. Andrea Huddleston. We are raising the bar on women's health. So until next week, be well. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. I love being at these events. They're always such a great positive environment. It's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to, to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And this always reminds you to get back on track and, and um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic health. Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's, uh, it could be life-changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about, and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people, and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. 
Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.